Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. I'm Adriana Scori, a Canadian Rockies hiking, adventure, and travel mom to my two-year-old Turner and newborn baby Nash, and founder and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick Everly. I'm mom to Collins. We love being outside and exploring between our two homes in Seattle, Washington and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today's Kids Who Explore podcast is sponsored by Keen Footwear, one of our favorite brands for outdoor shoes. Picking the perfect outdoor play shoe has proven to be quite the task from time to time. There are so many features to take into consideration when picking the perfect play shoe, such as being machine washable for those muddy adventures and how well your little one is able to independently put their shoes on and take them off. Keen has endless outdoor play shoe options, such as the Notch Hollow sneaker and the Targi Sport Vent sneaker, and not just for kids, but options for the whole family. To find the perfect outdoor shoe for your next adventure, visit www.keenfootwear.com. That's K-E-E-N footwear.com. Alfer was born and raised in a hot spring. He runs Iceland Activities, which is a family company that is nearly 40 years old. He loves sharing their very unique lifestyle from regular time in the hot springs to witnessing the Northern Lights to playing hockey on craters, all while involving his two kids in all the outdoors has to offer. Alfred, thanks for coming on today. Thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's such a treat. I know we've been trying to coordinate because you live such an exciting life. <laughs> you never know what each day is going to bring. Yeah, <laughs> thank People you. People just actually have to take one scroll through your Instagram to like just have the itch to go visit and join one of your tours. <laughs> I read your company has been a family company since 1983. Can you tell us more about it and how it came uh, to be? So our company has been since 2010. Oh, okay. but everything we base everything we base our company on is our family tours since we became a family, and uh, so it was not common like for the things my parents are doing with me and my sister when I was a kid, it was not common for families to be doing those things, like biking with the kids and things like that. So we, we were one of the few who were doing those things. And then uh, when I was 12 years old, we had basically done everything we offer in the company, except surfing. I started surfing when I was 17. And then when I was 12 years old, my father got the idea for the company. And then five years later, later we bought the first, uh, my parents bought the first bikes for the company. And then we had a lot of bikes testing in the garage for the next, for the next five years. And then finally in the year 2010, we started the first, we started the company. And wow. uh, it took 10 years from the idea to starting it. But it was uh, my father, when I was 12 years old, my father got the idea. And uh, because he thought like, why don't I start taking people to, some of our family secret spots because no one was going to those spots and still today we have those spots for ourselves so we wow, take so people still to our family secret spots and no one is no one some we have lost some spots but most of our spots are still ours <laughs> oh my goodness so how did your family find these places you guys just kind of went off the beaten path <laughs> so uh, my father moved to my town in 1980 and uh, met my mom and uh, then my sister is born and I'm born. But before the, that happened, when my father moved to my town, he moved because he uh, he stopped drinking alcohol. Like uh, like 40% of Icelanders approximately have a problem with alcohol. Okay. Some, not all of them will admit it, but some will. <laughs> 
and my father had definitely a problem with alcohol and like most part of our family have had and he kind of switched out the addictiveness to that and completely went into uh, overboard in sports and activities and uh, then met my mom and then uh, started uh, working for the farmers collecting the sheep down from the mountain and then he went full-time in superjeeping and then at that time you could drive your superjeep over everything like nobody asked any questions you could drive it over all the land you wanted and uh, he started finding these really cool places all over and then started taking my mom and then my sister's born and i'm born and then me and my sister we both got the addictiveness <laughs> i think from my father's side and uh, we both me and my sister we decided not to drink so we have never drinking alcohol in our lives but we take our addiction in other things like activities and sports and and candy which is not 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 good either <laughs> we're trying to cut down on the candy <laughs> that's amazing yeah the outdoors is definitely a good addiction to have good for you guys yeah. i know your tours are super customized but do you have a favorite tour you like to take people on uh depends on the weather like uh <laughs> we don't offer anything we don't like so anything we offer or the things we are doing when we have a time off when we have a day off i'm doing those th same things with my family and uh now it's even better because now i have kid the kids with me but before i had the kids I, I was doing the same things so if we don't like something we don't offer it and then when people ask us for something to do in iceland and if we don't like it we just simply say no no matter how much they offer us for the tour we just say no we we stay true to what we like <laughs> that's the perfect way to do it um, then you enjoy work every day <laughs> but uh one of my favorite things all over is bathing like uh bathing in the hot springs uh and uh those things i would probably say is my favorite but then again it depends on the weather a little bit but the worse the weather is the better for bathing <laughs> oh. and then and then the better the weather is, then I'll, I would probably say biking. Okay, okay. And jumping up cliffs into cold rivers and snorkeling with the salmon and those, those kind of things. So, so it's, yeah. <laughs> it's ju just magical experiences. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious what your favorite season is. I know you more than embrace winter with winter surfing and sleeping and playing hockey on craters, <laughs> like I said at the beginning, and so much more. But is winter your favorite season? <laughs> I, I love, I would say high summer and high winter are my favorites. The in-between seasons are not as much favorite, but like uh, each season has something amazing to offer. The high, the high summer offers like everything is open in the highlands and uh, everything is so accessible and, and all the rivers are a little bit warmer, so it's easier to jump in all the rivers and things like that. And uh, biking is more, I have a lot more single tracks in the, in the summertime. Surfing is a lot warmer and those things, but uh, the winter everything is a lot more colder and like every time every time you jump into a river, every time you like go surfing and things like that, your adrenaline spikes a lot more. So it's uh it's also amazing. So uh, <laughs> and everything is more challenging. Like finding finding the lava caves, like we have to use a GPS to find some of them because the snow covers the entrances completely and they're full of ice formations and the and the baths. You can like get dressed up on top of the hill and slide down in your swimsuit straight into the hot water and like everything is more rewarding and uh but the in-between season uh like especially in the fall it tends to be more rainy and uh and that's a little bit like less, less like it's amazing the first week of rain but then if it's rain every day for 30 days then it's like 
less idea. <laughs> right. But but then then the spring also has a lot of amazing things. It's just like I said, like everything has its time. I don't know if you have been like looking at my story, like my story, like I I do a lot of the same things for like one month and then it season change and then I I do a lot of the same things for one month and then uh it's like changed it over the year, so it goes in circle. Like in May and, and September, I'm doing a lot of zip lining because of work. But then, uh, then in the winter time, I'm doing. But in the winter time, I post a lot more content, content because I have a lot more time. I don't have as much tours. I maybe I may be guiding uh, three, four times a week, but the rest I can do tours on my own. But then summertime, I I have a lot more tours going on, so I have a lot less hours in the day. <laughs> okay yeah. that makes yeah. sense keeps it interesting yeah <laughs> I had the pleasure of just having a stopover in Iceland for a couple days a few years ago and it was amazing I need to come back and experience all yeah. of magic <laughs> and so you have two kids and you have a very unique at least to us here in North America tradition of how you <laughs> name your kids can you tell yeah. us about it uh we we don't name our uh, it, it depends on the family but but the tr- tradition is that we don't name our children until they are approximately three months old. I think one of the reasons for that is because sometimes the priest, in the old days, the priest wasn't around. So my mom didn't get her name until she was one year old. That's because the priest wasn't around until she was one. <laughs> but also because uh, when you name your kids, it's a big, big event and you want to, it's like, it's fun to invite your family and your friends. And if you would do that, like, for example, when we named our ch- children, we invited like 100 people. And if you invite that many people when the baby is like one week old or one day old, the baby isn't as strong for getting sick. And when when our babies are three months old, they get the first vaccination and things like that, and they're more ready to get sick. So uh, so that because when you invite that many people all together, everyone is carrying a little bit of sickness. But for right. us adults, we don't we don't we are immune to that. But for young children like that, they are not immune. So, uh, so that's one of the reasons. But, uh, but then we also like to keep on through the tradition. So we we wait for three months, and we don't we don't look in the we don't look in the package. We don't we didn't know if you were having a boy or a girl. So we kept it all all away like the tradition. <laughs> I so, love it. Yeah. I'm curious what you end up calling them when for the first three months. Do you say baby or anything, or you so, just kind uh, of... for our first ones we just called it roughly translated like cutie pie something like that and then uh for our son we basically just called him little brother for her oh. for our daughter and then uh i still all i still accidentally sometimes call him little brother it's like <laughs> it's like uh, almost feels like i'm saying his name and i say it <laughs> because i got so, so used cool. to saying it for three months <laughs> and i also didn't realize until you told me before we hit record here that everyone in your family has a different last name because it's usually the dad's name and then son or daughter attached to it for the last name, right? Yes. So and do you me do and my middle names have, too? Yeah, uh, depends on what you name your children, but uh, we put middle names on both of our children and both me and my sister, we have a middle name. So we carry the name of my father, me and my sister. So we are Andres' son and Andres' daughter. And then my children have uh, Ulfar's son and Ulfar's daughter. You usually get your father's first name as your last name. But of course, there's no rules about that. You can put whatever name or you can you can create a family name if you want to. But uh, it's a nice tradition because if the mother decides to take your children 
away from you, you don't really have any right. So uh, it's it's nice to have something on your children. Right, <laughs> right. You're and, like, uh, it's all for his son, <laughs> all for his daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but luckily, that rarely happens. <laughs> like right. Normally, yeah. And uh, yeah, at least I hope I hope so. In most cases, yes. people are, are stick together. <laughs> the family. That, yeah. well, that is very, very cool. Thank you for sharing that. I love that it's just this big celebration when everyone gets to meet the baby and then it's like, yeah, this is the name. <laughs> and, and in our case, uh, and I understand most people are Christian, like I'm Christian, but like I still love the heathen, uh, heathen history of the Iceland and I, and, and I believe in all the elves and ghosts and hidden people and trolls and like those things. And I absolutely love those things. And and not nobody of my generation, of our generation in Iceland, are really like strong believers anymore. But in my case, I like to believe in all of it, like like all the religions, and like I'm not strong believers in any, but I'm strong believe in. Uh, I, I strongly believe in like elves, hidden people, and trolls because it's fun. It's fun in the dark to feel your heart beat a little faster when you get a little scared. And uh, but we decided not to uh, baptize our daughter. We decided to give her a name instead. Just Tell her, tell her name to the family but we decided to most many people get like someone from Reykjavik like from someone from an institution to come and make a speech and tell the name but we wanted to do it ourselves so we uh, when my daughter turned two months old she, she was born really light so she couldn't go outside at all she was so light uh, until she was two months old so when she was two months old and one day old <laughs> we took her outside and we started making a naming video for her so, uh, because I'm raised up doing all these things together with my parents, uh, this is how I'm going to raise, this is how we are going to raise our children. And uh, we started making this video, like every, like we did a mountain bike tour with her when she was two months old, we did a skating video, we did a kayak video, fishing and uh, skiing and surfing and those things. And in each activity, we showed like one letter and then we clipped it together into a video and then we put it on the wall over here behind me and uh, and we shared it with the family and everyone was really surprised because nobody expected this and uh, and my daughter was sleeping for the whole time through whole, throughout the whole video and uh, my family was so surprised and uh, so, so yeah it was amazing sharing oh, the video is, like that and, that is and, so memorable and, <laughs> wow and then we did the same thing for my son when he Turned three months, uh, two months old. We actually seven weeks old. My son was uh, was uh, born fat and and big, <laughs> so he was uh, he was ready to go outside at like five five weeks old. Wow. And uh, and then we started uh, filming with him when he was like six weeks old. Six weeks old for this naming video because we couldn't we couldn't do anything less for my son as well. So uh, <laughs> got to keep this tradition going now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also really amazing because when we were doing the video with my son, uh, we could see the improvement of my daughter. Like, like she was two and a half when we did the video with my, with my son, and uh, and she surfed for the first time with me on the board, and uh, she was like helping out with everything in the video, like turning off the lights, blowing the candles in the in the lava cave, and and skiing in front of us when we were dragging him behind us. So it was amazing. And then uh, I hope my wife will say yes to the third. Third, I actually hope she will say yes to the tenth. But I don't think I will get that lucky. I think <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm lowering my expectations down to five. I actually don't think we will get more than two or three because uh, our daughter took five years to be created. 
and uh, in the end we had I think it's called Viadra is it called like it put everything in a glass is oh, it Viadra? Yeah. here we call it IVF I don't know IVF yeah 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 so we we in the last try we tried we had like five eggs for like fertilized and then uh, first one failed second one failed my daughter's born on the third and then we had two frozen left and then uh, my son is born on the first try and then still today we have one baby frozen in the fridge ready to be picked up oh, and uh, so we will definitely yeah i hope so but uh i'm happy with two i'm, I'm amazed at two and uh but i hope for triplets next time but uh my wife has to uh say yes on if she wants to take the next patch of eggs out of her system because it's a lot of it's a lot of work for her right so, uh, so i will always say yes but it has to come from her yeah <laughs> It's a lot on the body, but you're right. The yeah. Kids are such a gift. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. actually one Definitely. of my favorite things to watch with you is just how you're letting your kids experience all of these <laughs> things with you. It's uh, thank you. It's uh, it's more like like uh, so basically like everything everything I can do, she can do, and the sooner I do it with. Like now I'm talking about my daughter because she has been doing more with me, but, but like also with my son, but everything they do with us, they get so much earlier ready to do it themselves with us. And uh, and also it's more likely they will love it if they start doing it early. Right, hey, it's just <laughs> so I'm, so I'm Yeah, so I'm creating a playing partners for life. Already now, like my daughter is like going to turn three years old in November. But now in the camping trips, when I'm guiding and see sometimes guiding with me she goes with me guiding in the mountain and i'm like telling her to like go and get things for me and she's like going getting the eggs and uh, of course i hold her hand when she's next to the hospitals because uh, those things can kill her and uh, and she also like points out to the things that can harm her <laughs> she's like getting really like like she noticed the things that are dangerous in the environment and uh, she seems to go careful in those things but i she's still just two and a half so i don't i don't let go of her completely but uh she helps a lot now like and see when she bikes with me when she, when i'm guiding with her in front of the bike and she's like pointing out to the things that i'm showing people and uh, calling out the viking houses and those things it's like absolutely amazing and then of course i guess can't take her to every tour but every time people uh allow me to bring her uh, and i bring her as extra guide <laughs> that would so. be my favorite <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course bring the kid guides that's the best part yeah. <laughs> yeah. how early do you get your kids in the hot springs i usually wait with mine like it's i usually wait until up to six months old six seven eight months old okay just because of the flora in the hot springs but I'm, i can't take it earlier but like my my wife is a biochemist and uh <laughs> she uh makes me wait a little longer right. <laughs> She, she's the smart one in the relationship. She said and, the safety <laughs> Yeah. What would a day at the hot springs look like? I, I've also loved seeing, as you can tell, I just love everything you share, but I love seeing your hot chocolate treat at the end of it. <laughs> does every hot, hot spring adventure involve a hot chocolate treat or what does the day look like? It, it really depends, depends on the trip. You mean, you mean the fondue or the hot chocolate? The hot chocolate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, so uh so we i quite often take hot chocolate but uh, we also make like fondue and uh, then we melt chocolate with cream and uh 
then have fruits and then we also have like a lack of lamb salmon lamb soup fish soup tomatoes soup and uh, all kinds of things like that and vegetarian dishes we cook it all in the ground in the ground and uh, those are things that i've been doing with my family since i was a kid and then i'm passing them on to my children and also we're doing it in our tours tours it's hard to do all of the things but uh i try to do as many of them as i can fit in my backpack <laughs> it's incredible and how long do you actually sit in the hot spring depends on your body if you are well rested and eat while you're in and drink a lot of water then normally people can stay for one and a half to three hours the longest i've stayed in the hot spring is like five and a half hours we fell asleep half in the hot spring and then we had rocks on our eyes because it was half raining and half snowing and when it's raining for example you can't sleep because it's hitting your eyelids it's so uncomfortable so you put hot rocks on your eyelids and then you fall asleep and then you fall asleep getting the rain all over your body and like and then in that moment when I bathe for five and a half hours it, it those rain drops turned into snow and then you could feel the mess on your chest it was amazing oh but when you bathe when you bathe for five and a half hours all your energy drains your body drains from your body body and then we were going to bike right after we ended up carrying the bike for the next one kilometer because we just couldn't get ourselves to go on the bike we were so out of it like out of the energy it's right. so hard to get going but uh so and if you come straight from the airport your body could maybe do half an hour to one hour maybe but the next day after a good rest your body can do two hours but then again it depends on the heat <laughs> and uh, and if totally you bathe, yeah it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> and, and if, you, if you're bathing in the winter uh, then you have to have a certain temperature to uh be able to uh to want to bathe because like if it if it's colder than body temperature you can only bathe for half an hour because everything else is not really safe because then you get get sick. And then if it's higher than body temperature, your body temperature will actually rise. So you can actually stand out in the snowstorm and uh, and you will not feel the cold for half a minute. <laughs> if, 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 the body temp- if the water level, water temperature is 100 Fahrenheit or higher, around 40 Celsius or higher. Okay. And, uh, this is amazing why people do tours with you because you know all these things already. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I bathe with my children... Uh, the first time my daughter bathed in the hot spring, it was uh, it was in the winter time. And when we went out with her, we put like a towel and and wool sweater from grandma on the ground. And then as we were getting dressed, she was like butt naked on the on the wool sweater, and it started snowing on her, and she was like crying. But the thing is the same with adults, the same for our children. Uh, as soon as you put the put the top layers on, ever then everything gets better. Like as soon as you get top layer on the baby, then they stop crying. And then the second time she cried a lot less. And then the third time she didn't didn't even cry at all, even though it was snowing on her. She just knew knew it was going to get better. Yeah, and, I was uh, excited to get in probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's always like excited to go in. But uh, of course, going out when the if there's a snowstorm, for example, like that, I usually bring one of my hockey bags because they are quite big. And then I can like get her dressed inside the hockey bag and uh, the snow and the storm won't hit her as badly and then she doesn't cry as much (laughs) okay okay and speaking of your daughter she was also the youngest Icelandic surfer in winter I might add is that right yes yes (laughs) she's actually probably one of the she's probably the youngest surfer in Iceland at all because there's not many people surfing to begin with in Iceland and uh, and to get equipment to Iceland is for children is is quite hard so her wetsuit i actually bought five years before she was born and uh for my child we were planning to have a child at that time 
and that um, just took us a little longer to have the child. And so the wax suit won't fit her until she will be approximately five years old or so. Okay. It's a thick winter wax suit for, for the North Atlantic Ocean temperature. But we put her in it this winter and I uh, had to roll up and down and probably once more up <laughs> to make it fit. <laughs> and then I dressed her in lots of wool inside. And, uh, and then first time I put her in the wet suit just at my office and she absolutely loved it. The second day we went into the ocean, just like splashed a little bit. I didn't take her on the wave. And then the third day I took her on the wave and took the wave and actually crashed with her in the wave. And then five minutes later, she wanted to go again. So I was like, oof. <laughs> I was I was really worried that I would like not make her want to go again, but she's still today she's asking to go. She calls it skateboarding actually. She still like wanted to go in the ocean with me skateboarding. <laughs> oh her, her words. <laughs> I love it. It is so cool that you don't put age limits on these experiences with your kids. It's it's uh it's it's preparation and uh and the right weather. Yeah. And uh then age isn't really a limit. But uh, but of course, for like biking and things like that, I, I when she was like one years old, I couldn't choose the hard roughest tracks because of her neck. So every time I was biking like the extreme with her, I just like carried over the the part where her neck would be too much like this, and then I bike breast. And uh, but then as she's now getting older, she is more capable to take more like like hits right. on the bike. <laughs> But of course, sensible. Like I, I don't, I don't go. I don't. I normally never. I normally never fail. I normally never fall on my bike. But of course, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> so I. I so yeah. So I. I do a little bit less what I feel safe when I have my children on my bike, but it's still a lot. <laughs> I do with them. That makes sense. And do you ever get any pushback from your daughter specifically at the age she's at, or is she just always excited to go on the adventure? She is. Uh, she's always super, super ex- excited, like to go with her father. Also, because like now I've been working a lot this summer, so I haven't been able to do as much as I would would have liked to with them. And so uh, she is always asking me, like, can we can I guide with you tomorrow? Can I go with you tomorrow? So I always, when I'm guiding, I, I usually try to do a small adventure either in the morning with her or in the afternoon when I come home. And uh, but she, when I ask her if she wants to go bike with me, she says yes. If if I ask her if she wants to go fast, she says yes. And if she wants to go surfing, she says yes. <laughs> or camping in the camper van. We we actually live for a couple of days this winter and last winter in the mountain in our camper van. In minus 15 Celsius, I'm not sure. I think it's five Fahrenheit or something like that. And live, we live, for last winter, we lived for five days up in the mountain. And then this winter, we lived for not as long, but like for more days in a row, separated, I mean. And then uh, I did my work in the camper van. And then while she, while she was sleeping outside, we, I usually let our kids sleep outside, even, no matter the weather, like in the snowstorms and everything, we put the trailer outside. We put the baby well-dressed in a sleeping bag inside the trailer and then we block it from the storm and then uh, we just keep the keep the trailer outside and then uh, we wait until they wake up and then we then I was able to work in the van up in the mountain <laughs> next next to the crater actually and then when I heard her, heard her crying then I picked her up and we went for a skate on the crater and uh, skiing and 
bathing in the hot spring and biking. It was amazing, amazing time. <laughs> oh, amazing. And like you said, because you're starting them young, it sounds like they're excited to do these things. Yeah, 100%. And the only thing my, my daughter did not like for a long time was lava caving. We tried her, we went for, for her first lava cave. She was approximately three months old. And every time we went into the darkness, uh, she went crying. And then almost for like one and a half year, we tried making her going into the lava caves, like just like into the entrance and they always went crying. So we didn't push it. So we always just came back like, uh, and like tried again later on. And then finally this winter, uh, she, we went into a lava cave. We, we actually used the GPS, me and my father, and we found a lava cave and, uh, we dig through the snow. There's no way of seeing the lava cave when you come there. You just have to hope you're digging in the right, to the right entrance. And then you, we take the way in and we slide it down into the cave and my daughter, loved it and then we went inside the darkness and we turned off the lights and and she loved it i think she loved it because there was so much ice she just had the ice in her hand the whole time and was licking it and then because she loved it so much the week after we we decided to go and sleep in the lava cave and then we uh went into same area used the gps again checked our way into the cave and went into the sleeping bag into the cave and went into our sleeping bags and went to sleep and then slept for several hours and then I uh, woke up and had the lamb soup and, uh, and then when we were going out we actually had to dig our way out of the cave again because the entrance had snowed blocked blocked us in so we had to dig our way out again and go out like that and inside the lava cave there is no phone signal there is nothing like that and uh, so my wife wasn't with us because uh, our son was uh, only one month old one and a half month old so her hormones were spiking at home and she was because of the pregnancy she was so worried she had imagined like me knocking my head on the on a rock or something and like she she imagined i took my helmet off and knocked myself out or something and our daughter was crying and there's that that was her that was she was imagining that so she was really worried i can imagine uh, her worry (laughs) yeah but but the next time she's gonna come with us with her son of course but uh our son, we was one and a half months old. So we, I, I, we took him lava caving, caving when he was two months old. But we maybe don't want to sleep with him yet in a lava cave until he is like over over seven months old, something like that, seven eight months old. Okay. Because uh, it takes time to recognize their sleeping behaviors and also their sleeping behaviors are changing a lot on those months and we probably i probably won't sleep with my son in the love cave until he's over one and a half one month old one one and a half year or one and a half one years old because they also need to be still in the sleeping bag we don't want them to crawl out of the sleeping bag while we are sleeping because then they will get cold inside the lava caves it's always around zero which is too cold to be out of the sleeping bag right so uh so that's also a, a factor <laughs> well, I'm excited to see you doing all this with your son too. Where can people find you to follow along with all of these incredible, incredible adventures? <laughs> I, I post most of it on Instagram, our Instagram page. I use our company's Instagram mostly, Iceland Activities. I also have a personal Instagram, but I, I just don't have the energy to post on that a lot. So I just use the Instagram Iceland Activities as my personal. And also it's like when I scroll through my Instagram, it's a lot of memories. Like I, I use it as a memory bank. So I will link up your Instagram account on our show notes. So everyone can find it. Let's end with our final questions today. <laughs> In the last few months, what was your best purchase under a hundred dollars? I'm curious if you have one. Uh, I haven't, I haven't bought a lot of things in the next last 
month, but I would probably say uh, in the last one month. Or uh, a Vi Viking yeah. sword. Oh, okay. a, a, a wooden Viking sword, because my daughter has been obsessed about sorrow for the next for the last two or three months, and so uh, I bought her like a Viking sword, and uh, and now she's uh, sword fighting with me every other day, and and uh, instead of sorrow, I'm trying to teach her to say I'm a Viking. I'm a Viking. <laughs> I love it. And, uh, now. Usually, like this this morning at breakfast, she she lifted up her hand and said, "said I am a Viking." <laughs> I'm sure that's so cute. And then, uh, and then she she turns around and says, "Yeah, just joking. I'm just moaning. <laughs> no worries. I'm just moaning." <laughs> Don't worry, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Can you share a book, show, or podcast recommendation right now? Uh, my, I don't read a lot of books. And uh, I'm always trying to uh, uh, find the right podcast to listen to. I have probably listened to your podcast the most. <laughs> Why, thank <laughs> because, you. Uh, Appreciate it. <laughs> because, uh, but uh, I haven't listened, I, I'm, I haven't tapped onto podcasts a lot, but I really would like to. But my favorite book is probably The Eula Lads. Uh, this is, that book is absolutely my favorite book. It's about the Santa Clauses in Iceland. And uh, I haven't, I have never read that book. I know the story by heart, and I don't like to change the story my parents and my grandma told me. So someone else wrote the book I'm preferring to, but the pictures are amazing. And uh, looking at the pictures, I tells me the story myself. But uh, uh, it's about thirteen Santa Clauses. It's so much fun because every time I bring up this book every Christmas. My daughter is like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Lastly, I'm very curious yeah. about your answer here. If there was no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore? <laughs> there is so many places I want to go. We were actually planning to go to the States this autumn because we, my wife has a one-year pregnancy leave. Like, she gets seven months paid from the government, and I get four and a half months paid from the government. And so we were going to use that time to travel. Uh, but we decided to move that trip further back. We were going to go on a camper van through California and Colorado and Utah and go mountain biking with our kids. And so we we're going to push that trip a little bit back. Uh, but if there was no time and money, there would probably be, I would probably choose Iceland in the high summer at the moment with my children. Uh, because there's so many things, even though I have done so many things, there's so many things I still have to do in the high season. And I'm usually working a lot in the high season in the summer. And so I would probably pay myself another salary for one year. And I use that money for that and, and live the life with my children in Iceland because we have so many things here, like I'm doing in the winter, like I was doing during COVID. During COVID, there was almost, there was no tours. So I could just, do whatever I wanted with my children whenever I wanted and I would probably do the same that's <laughs> beautiful love you're people. living your dream already when I go somewhere else I can't take all of my equipment with me so I have to, I have to rent it and things like that so it brings up some limitations so uh so that's also one of the reasons why it's so easy to travel travel with my children because I have I have everything for everything <laughs> almost like there's i when i prepare for the adventure i usually uh i usually pack 
for the worst possible outcome. Like, like I prepare, like we are going to be up there for more more than a day. I, I, I prepare, even though it's the forecast is saying sunny and good weather, uh, I prepare for a snowstorm. And if there is a snowstorm, I prepare like we are not going to go down from the mountain. And uh, that's how I pack for the adventure because I, I don't, we have a rescue team in my town and in every town usually, but I, I just try to be better prepared so I don't have to call anyone. That is great <laughs> advice. Be prepared, especially with kids, right? <laughs> definitely, 100%. <laughs> well, like, thank you know you. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for this. I know, I, like I said before, I kept you up late tonight with our time change. So no, I appreciate no you had a long day and now a long podcast, but I hope you have a great rest and I'm so excited to share this with everyone. Thank you for interview, uh, having a podcast with me. It was amazing. It was amazing talking to you and, uh, and it's amazing following you on Instagram as well. You are always up to something as well. Thank you, yes. <laughs> and, and looking forward to meet your next child uh, not meet but see your next child on instagram thank and, you uh, i'm hoping we can bring them to iceland at some point yes <laughs> that would be amazing thanks for adventuring with us please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at kids who explore on instagram and all other social media platforms this podcast is produced by kp media productions